Hello, everybody. Welcome to Political Football. My name is Dave. I'm here with Scott. We're part of the Maddy Ice Media Network. Uh, Scott, how are you doing this week? I am well. How are you? I'm actually very tired this week. I uh, am yeah. normally able to get like super hype and excited for the show. And I'm excited for the show because we'll be discussing the Western, the Western Division. We'll be doing the reviews here after taking a week off of that from last week to talk about the um, the free agency signings. But I don't know what it is. I think I, I saw him caught up from the time change. And I'm just absolutely white. There's a lot going on in the world. Maybe you're just uh, – maybe your energy has been zapped. I mean, there's there's a chance of that. We got the uh, NIT quarterfinals going on right now. I assume that's what you're talking about. Well, I mean, Michigan didn't make the tourney, so I think you're just crushed from it. And maybe, maybe do should we talk about that? No, we should not. No, um, no, no, you should not have two NBA first All round right. picks plus Hunter Dickinson and not make the playoffs or not, not well, make the tournament. That seems pretty bad. <laughs> we may have pinpointed the problem. Yeah, that seems uh, that seems pretty terrible. So. Um, yeah, like I said, we're talk about the Western divisions here, but before we get into that quickly, uh, I had a couple listeners say they wanted to hear our thoughts on the Lions free agent signing specifically. So I'm going to go very quick and you can go more in depth. Uh, I think most of them matter only a little bit. I don't think Cam Sutton is that great. David Montgomery doesn't matter. And, uh, CJ Garner Johnson is a really good signing. What do you think? I'm counting the 10 inside my brain. Scott's going to try to make an argument that a mid running back matters as a signing. He's not a mid running back, but the idea that Cam Sutton is, is like Cam Sutton's a serious upgrade over, over what they had. Well, this is that. Yes. But you and I would have been as well, but that's the point in free agency. So you paid him, you paid him some money, right? He doesn't block you from drafting. If they want to take a cornerback at six, which would not be great in this class, but if they wanted to, they can. There's nothing they've done that prevents them from from doing it. I mean, that's the nice thing about what they've done in free agency is nothing they've done blocks them from doing anything else. And they've upgraded their entire secondary room. Entirely. They have. You didn't yes. mention Emmanuel Mosley. I did not mention Emmanuel Mosley, no. Is he a non-factor for you? So it depends. The secondary for the Lions, for uh, non-Lions fans listeners, was atrocious. Yeah. And part of that was an injury to Tracy Walker. Part of that is because the defensive coordinator is overrated. But in general, there – we were going to get there. <laughs> I knew what, like, the the secondary was atrocious. So yeah. Sutton is a huge improvement. Mosley is a huge improvement. So that's true. And I do think on defense, you're about as strong as your weakest link. So – Adding these guys in was good. In general, they're good. However, the Lion Slappies are out in full force. Well, I think they're just better. Like the Lions are a better team right now. On paper, you have to play games and stuff, but on paper, they're a better team right now than they were when they ended the season. Yes, uh, as you would expect for a, a team that is uh, that young. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so I'm excited for it for, from that perspective. But, like, you know, unless Cam Sutton is still developing, has the ability to develop into a Jair Alexander-level player, he's a solid number two corner. Yes. And, yeah, I think that the concept that he's going to continue to develop, I think, is is a touch. I'm with you. I don't know that you're going to see much more development from him as a player. 
mm-hmm. but he's still an upgrade over what they had. He is. Yes. Yes. Again, because literally anybody would be. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, um, but again, you, you know, you, you still need more young talent. Like, so, you, so draft a, draft a corner at 18, draft Deontay Banks from Maryland. That's fine. Whatever. Just, you need to keep filling the room full of talented players. And they did, they added three talent, much, they added three talented players to a room that really needed talent. So now we're not, you know, I know they took Akuda at three, three, two years ago, mm-hmm. but you're not totally reliant upon him working out at this point. Well, that's good since he has one Achilles. That that's the point is that you're yeah. not like you you're the cornerback room, the defensive back room is significantly better than it was last year. It's more talented. It has more depth. We know injuries happen. Mm-hmm. They happen all the time. At some point, these guys are going to have to play. You know, so I like the idea. I like the idea of starting Cam Sutton and and Chauncey Gardner Johnson over starting Amani Oriwarie and Will Harris. Uh, yes, better. Yes, it is. It is better. So yes, so the Lions are improved with these signings, but I don't see them being improved enough with these signings to make a significant difference to their one loss record. Right, they won nine games a year ago. They're yeah. still between seven and ten wins with these with these signings. Um, however, they didn't spend a ton of money, so they could still theoretically go get Lamar Jackson, couldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, the, the cap is a thing, but it's like you know, um, there's a ton of things you can do with that. So yeah, you have a first round pick this year. You have a first round pick next year. It still is one of those things where that's a value. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, I'm sure Jared, the Jared Goff fans in the channel are going to be pissed, but like, you know, Goff is, Goff is uh, going to get you to a certain point and no, and, and thou, you're not going to go much further than I, I agree. Gonna get you. Jared so, Goff, Jared Goff is the David Montgomery of quarterbacks. Exceedingly you really, mid. You're trying to get me going, aren't you? Exceedingly mid, <laughs> the he's, most mid. Is he? Is, do you think? Do you think Montgomery is a better player than Jamal Williams? Please say yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, but I would take so like if they if these are Madden ratings, David Montgomery is like an eighty-two, and Jamal Williams is a seventy-seven. But give me the one hundred swag meter on Jamal Williams instead. But don't. But you're dismissing Montgomery as having no swag when that's not true. Montgomery's a dude. It's, he's it's, just he's it's not a, he's not going to bust off seventy yard runs. That's just not his game. Well, that's that could be a slight problem for a running back making six million dollars a year. Yes and no. I mean, there's a lot of there's there's many running backs making more money I, than. I am I'm I'm willing to take half as much to also not break off 70 yard runs. I'm sure you would you would take half <laughs> as much. Yeah. He's a really nice fit for what they for what they do on offense, but you know, um and I know we, we always like to talk about how you just not I'm not even pointing this at you. I think draft people like to uh talk about how you just hit that position late in the in the draft and it always works out and it it's no there's most of the time it doesn't work. Yeah. The, um, the, 
Ben's in the chat, still fooled by numbers and not by a production. St. Jerry got performed as well as anybody last year. I mean, they failed, to make, they failed to make the playoffs in one of the weakest conferences we are ever going to see. So, you know, it's like, yes, he did put up some good, some good, decent numbers. But, you know, Jamal Williams, the league in touchdowns. Nobody's out here arguing that Jamal Williams can't be upgraded. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, you know, yeah. Jared Goff has lost the Super Bowl before. You know, we're talking about moving up to that next, the next range of quarterbacks. Well, now, I mean, Jared Goff was good enough to take that team to the Super Bowl and for that coach to recognize he wasn't going to win them a Super Bowl. So they needed to do something different. Exactly. You know, um, and, and we're not arguing that he didn't have a great year. He had a great season last year. He really did. Yeah. It's just, you know, look at the Dallas game. Um, New England. New England. Yeah. I mean, there, there are games where you can see where pressure gets to him and it is not good. And that's his kind of fatal flaw. And he, you're not fixing that. Surrounded by enough talent, he is good at beating up on bad and average teams. Yeah. But, you know, so you, so, uh, you know, you drafted Hutchinson last year and you have Penny Sewell and you have all these guys and you, you make a couple of great picks this year and you're going to end up losing in the playoffs because of your quarterback. It doesn't right. matter how good the talent right. is around you. And even if David Montgomery becomes a superstar, it won't matter. Not and many superstar running backs, right? Montgomery's a superstar. I'm not saying that. He's no. a very good running back. Cleves, Cleves DK Metcalf is a bust, is a better take than David Montgomery is a superstar. <laughs> yeah, nobody's saying he's a superstar. He's, he's a very good running back. No, I can't. Yes, I can't let it slide. He is not. Yes, he, in in the right, Dave. He's not. Okay. okay. And and I'll give. I'll back up Agreed statistically. I'll back up here statistically. So last year, David Montgomery and Nick Chubb were tied for forced tackle rate, which means they forced as the most missed tackles given their number of carries that they had. Right, Nick Chubb and David Montgomery. Yeah. David Montgomery's long rush last year was 28 yards. This means this dude is out here shaking fools close to the line of scrimmage and only getting 30 yards downfield because he has no long speed whatsoever. Right. I I don't know that that's exactly what that tells you. I mean, if he's averaging four yards a carry and is and has the most missed tackles or tied for the most missed tackle rate, whatever it is. Yeah, it means he's Zeke. No, it means that he's dealing with lots of tacklers behind the line of scrimmage that's not good it's just not you know what i'm saying so put him in a situation where he's not dealing with those missed with those tacklers where he's got some room to run it's a different it's a different thing chicago's offensive line was awful we can we can agree on that right yes but he's still like you can't have a long of 28 making everybody miss all the time because at some point like you have, you make people miss. You have open space in front of you. Yep. Like, like even, even like, cause we have Mike Hart made people miss was slow, still could run longer than 30 yards on a carry. Barry Sanders, the greatest at making people miss was slow, had multiple 80 yard touchdowns in a game. Like David Montgomery literally runs like a six, five forty. not literally, but like okay. the dude is in Barry Sanders was not slow. You are high. How high are you? How many pots have you smoking? What's happening there? Barry, Barry's pretty Barry slow. Barry Sanders pretty was slow. slow? Yes. He was great at setting up angles. He was pretty slow. He got rained out from behind a lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Okay. 
right? But he was great at making people miss. So that's what I'm saying. Like when yeah. you make people miss, you should have a lot of opportunities to get caught from behind. But that shouldn't happen only 28 yards downfield, right? Yeah, don't, to me, those are completely different things. Making somebody miss has nothing to do with whether you get dragged down 28 yards downfield. Well, it does because if you make people miss, they can only catch you from behind, right? They're like they're behind you now. You've made the miss, and he's well, so Bell's, good at it. The person who you who you made miss is yes. But the reason why, if you look at the other people who lead in this, I swear we're going to get to that West Divisions. If you look at the other people who who lead in these statistics, yeah, they they're all home run hitters, right? Because they're good running backs, like Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb has eighty yard touchdowns every single season. Because he makes people miss, and every so often, that's going to lead to an open field, and he's gone, right? Okay. Derrick Henry makes people miss close to the line of scrimmage, and when he gets a step, he's gone. Uh-huh. David Montgomery makes people miss close to the line of scrimmage and gets tackled eight yards later because he gets tackled from behind because he's and slow. I, and that's okay. Now, did they overpay him for what he's getting? Maybe. I'm for just what, I'm, For what he'll give them? Yeah. And And the thing is, too, because he's so good from 10 yards and in, the man's probably going to score 12 touchdowns this year. Yeah, I mean, he could. It's just I think that it's more the Ben Johnson comment from last year is that he was frustrated that they couldn't turn. I think it was like he said four and five yard runs. They couldn't turn into eight or nine yard runs because they could not break a tackle. They couldn't make anybody miss. Yeah. And I think they went out and they got a guy who's going to maximize what they what they're giving him in the running game. Now he's not going to go he's not going to create and I think this is your argument. Uh he's not going to create stuff out of nowhere and bust off, you know, these long runs just because he's faster than everybody. That's not his game at all. Right, that's DeAndre Swift's game. <laughs> yes, but DeAndre Swift <laughs> is unreliable. Um I think he's going to keep the offense on schedule. That's the entire point. There's yeah. value in that. Yeah, there there are worse signs. And again, running back really doesn't matter all that much unless you have just an absolute top guy or a guy who's just an absolute statue like Ezekiel Elliott now. Yeah. But um, <laughs> he is it, washed. Yeah, it is still kind of frustrating, though, that the running back room is now Jared Goff at running back, David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, who they blew a second round pick on. They don't want to give the ball to like it's. The running back room is a frustrating situation and that they could have had Jamal Williams for less money is annoying because Jamal Williams at least is just so incredibly likable by everybody. Like yeah. everybody loves that guy. Yeah, and, it seems like it. It does. And so if you're going to have one position where you have somebody who can be just okay but really likable, running back is it. That's fine. I mean, they still have tons of cap space, so the money to me doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it's a non-factor. They're not. They haven't not signed somebody because they're because they signed David Montgomery. Yeah, I mean that's true, and they could cut him after this year. So they, yeah, and there's nothing preventing them from drafting a running back later. They could take Sean Tucker from Syracuse if they want because he's fast, and and see if that works out. If they, you want. know, you know full well that Roshan Johnson was born to play for Dan Campbell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. That's going to be their guy. Okay. So uh, we were ostensibly here to discuss the Western divisions. So we're going to get into that. There concludes our free agency uh, talk yeah. for this week. Um, so we're going to start with the NFC West here in the last place team, the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. So 
if you're watching on YouTube, first, thank you. Welcome. Uh, always appreciate everybody uh, joining us in the chat and joining live. If you're listening to audio, thank you as well. We definitely appreciate you. It is a YouTube live stream in the show notes. There's a link. Come find us. Um, you can watch us live if you like. And you can see the new Arizona Cardinals logo, which is a political map of the country of Thailand. Because after Cliff Kingsbury got fired, he just left and went to Thailand and said he didn't know he was coming back. It's a beautiful place. Who wouldn't want to be there? Yeah, I mean, that's... And he's he's making what three three four five six million dollars a year. He's doing just fine. Yeah, and living in Thailand. I mean, that's. And didn't that's, he come back though? Didn't he? Didn't he? Uh, didn't he apply for a like a an OC job somewhere? I thought he did. I could be wrong about that. <laughs> okay, Alex says that the image is technically of the Far East, which I suppose, but Thailand is highlighted, and I didn't. Uh, like if I got just a map of Thailand without it being labeled as Thailand or referenced to anything else, would we know what it was? No. Right. No. Yes. So yes, uh, Cambodia, Vietnam, uh, China, Malaysia are also on this map, but he didn't go there as far as we know. He went to Thailand. Um. So the Arizona Cardinals finished four and thirteen, fourth the NFC West. The uh, 2022 Vegas win total was eight and a half. Cleve said eight. Um. So Cleve was way more bullish on the Cardinals than. Then um, they ended up being. However, I was listening to the preview episode that we did. And did you know that you and I had a bet? Nope. I'm sure we did, but I don't know anything about it. What was the bet? I owe you a dollar. We I bet you a dollar that the Rams would finish below the Cardinals in the standings. Okay. I'm, you sure, w- we'll, I'm sure we'll come across this again. You win this dollar, but I feel like I won the spirit of the bet. <laughs> Um, we so can, we can chop it up and call it a wash. That's fine. No, 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 no. I owe you a dollar. Um, so head coach Cliff Kingberry did eventually get fired. They hired a uh, former Philadelphia defensive coordinator, Joe Gannon as head coach. By the way, I made these notes a week ago. So yeah. if there were a little data, I don't remember them. That's why, um, Kyler got hurt mid season, came back, then tore his ACL towards the end of the year. Do we know when he's coming back? No. No, I mean, I've heard anything from, you know, in the beginning it was he, you know, he's going to the normal ACL recovery. And then there was some, a, a little bit of chatter about him, maybe not about him being on like pup or IR and mm. missing the first group of games next year. Um, I don't know if that's indicative of, of a, you know, a, a meniscus tear or an MCL problem. I don't know. I'm not sure if, uh, if there's more involved than just the ACL, I don't know. But yeah, we don't I don't think anybody knows exactly when he'll be back. Yeah, I um I always assumed he was going to miss like the first month cuz he got hurt yeah. in week 15, 16. Yeah. It was I think it was week 15 cuz it was the first week of the best ball playoffs and I had some teams with him. And those teams uh did not go anywhere. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was that was a bummer. So I always thought he'd be he'd miss the first month, anyways. Yeah, which is rough with the new coach. He's going to miss all of camp, all of that getting up to speed. Yeah, it's uh, this is a weird team. Looking forward, like what are they going to be? And I don't, I mean, outside of awful, I don't know. Like, I don't know what their defensive philosophy is going to be. I don't. I really don't. I don't know what they're what they want to do on offense. Uh, I know they have Rondale Moore. They have Hollywood Brown. Um, you know what I mean? I don't know what the, I don't know what they're going to be. 
Yeah. Well, they have $15 million in cap room to start the offseason. Their draft capital of the third overall pick, which they could trade back. I'm sure somebody wants to come up for whoever the third quarterback is. And they already have four in the top 100. So they could definitely do some damage there. However, I there hasn't been a talk about this. What if they just stay there and take Richardson? They could. I mean, I, I don't know. So, so there's so much money tied up in, in Kyler um, and not short-term money either. It's, I don't know that there's anything they can do. Um, I mean, what you're saying, I think makes sense. And I wish more teams did do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, draft, keep drafting that position until you figure it out. And yeah, you're paying Kyler a ton of money, but I, I don't know. Um, I'm sure that what they're going to try to do is trade back and and get more capital to to just be yeah filling out their roster. But you know, it's not a great roster. No, it is not. And in they're trying to get more capital. They're going to trade DeAndre Hopkins, right? Yeah, it's just you know I think we've seen that the market really isn't all that great for these for these. Rec- what did what did Dallas give up for Brandon Cooks? Uh fifth this year and a sixth next year, a fourth this year and a fifth next year. So I mean, is is that the going rate for an older receiver like that? I mean, I would think he would get more. Yeah, because Nuke is better, but yeah. he's also he's also a couple years older. Yeah. Um, but you should be able to, I mean, to a contending team like Kansas City should give up a second because it's basically a third round pick, anyways. He would go bananas there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. However, Kansas City won't trade for DeAndre Hopkins because if you're going to do that, you would just sign Tyreek Hill. <laughs> like, yeah, totally different players. But yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. You're going to pay a bunch of money to an agent wide receiver. Just keep Tyreek. Yeah. Um, and yeah, did they trade down in the draft? I think so. Um, Oh, do they see themselves as being in a full rebuild? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to me, that means uh, like addressing the quarterback position, but they already have that. So maybe they don't. I don't know how they view that. I really don't. It's, they're 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 the one team that it's really hard to figure out what they're thinking and what their what their identity is going to be and what they're doing. Yeah. Just because of how void their their roster is of really of talent, you know. Yes, and not helping that was their draft class from last year. So they didn't have a first round pick because they traded it to the Ravens for Hollywood Brown. Um, so second round they took Trey McBride, uh, tight end from Colorado State, go Rams. He was the Mackey Award winner, and he looks. I mean, he couldn't beat out the shambling corpse of Zach Ertz until Ertz was hurt, and then he didn't look that great. The shambling corpse. Yeah. They they didn't look that great after that. So I'm not particularly high on Trey McBride at this point. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's just likely, is it likely that that Kyler Murray is not a, uh, hey, I got to find my tight end? No, because he he loved throwing to Ertz, especially two years ago after the trade from Philly. Um, uh, Then the rest of these guys, Cameron Thomas, Myjay Sanders, Keontae Ingram didn't do anything sixth round pick. Uh, did any of these people do anything? No, not that I'm aware of. It's just an absolute failed draft class. Yeah. Top yeah, to bottom. I mean, they took two guards. Like, yeah. You know, 
I mean, maybe those guys, maybe one of them works. I don't know. I'm not sure if they played or not, but yeah. And then last year on Hard Knocks, because they were the in-season Hard Knocks team, they were having offensive line problems, and I don't recognize these names. Yeah. So. All right, third place team in the NFC West is the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Rams went from went from winning the Super Bowl to being a bottom five team in the league. Yes, and needing a Baker Mayfield miracle uh, to avoid picking in the top three. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's crazy. Which, man, come on, Baker. You have to do us like that? Unbelievable. Uh, since the pick belongs to the Lions. Now, so they go 5-2. and two, Or, oh, sorry, 5-12. Five, five and 12. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, they go 5-12 and 12 in the NFC West. The Vegas win total was 10.5. Cleve predicted this team would win 14 games. Um, This is not Cleve's worst prediction, even in this division. But this is one of the worst ones for the season. Just now, I don't think any of us saw them going five and twelve. No, no, the injuries were just the injuries were killer. They yeah, really and so the notes that I have here is that Cooper Cup got hurt, Matt Stafford got hurt, Aaron Donald got hurt, Allen Robinson was Allen Robinson, um, and they got destroyed in the first game of the year at home by the Bills. Yeah, and we were like, wow, the Bills sure were fired up to play, which was true, but also the Rams are just garbage. Yeah, they. Uh... They had a down year after their yes. after their Super Bowl party. Yes. Um, I mean, they went all in to get that Super Bowl, and it's a good thing they got it. Um, yeah. Cap room coming into the offseason, negative $17 million. Since I made these notes, they have traded Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins for like a third-round pick in Hunter Long. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yes, Cleve, Hunter Long is a real player. How Like, Hunter Long was the deciding factor there, really? Seriously. Come on. Oh, man. I wonder if Hunter Long is like from Los Angeles and was like, can I just go home? He, I, I think he went to Boston College. I think it he was, did. Yeah. Yeah. And he was fine. He, I mean, he was he was a fine tight end prospect who went in the middle of, of the draft, what, two years ago, I think? Yeah. yeah whatever. It doesn't range. matter. But like, that should not be swinging your decision. Hunter Long shouldn't be the guy that throws that trade over the top. Like, no. Come on. No, he should not be. Uh, draft capital. They have no pick in the first round. Go Lions. And they only have two picks in the top 100. So if you're keeping track at home, they have no draft picks. There's $17 million over the cap to start with. The team is terrible. Matt Stafford is still hurt. Uh, and Sean McVay is totally checked out. Uh, possibly. I mean, I know he said he's coming back. But, you know, if you're Stafford, why would you come back? I mean, I get it because he's a warrior type of dude, but like sometimes you got to protect those guys from themselves. Um, there yeah. are, there are, there was a little discussion about him taking that hit last year and feeling like from his neck, feeling numbness in his legs. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Come on. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Bro, you're 35 with $160 million, a young family. Like, yes. And that team, I'm sorry, is going to stink. Yeah. Um, so Ben asked a question here. He says, was it worth it for the Rams? I feel like it was for the Super Bowl, but it would suck to have a shit team at this point. I'm going to flip this around. 
if the Red Wings had gone all in to win that first Stanley Cup in 1997 and have been dog shit every year since, we would still say it was worth it. Yes. Yes. Would we do it for the Lions? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because the Lions are dog shit anyways most of the time. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course we would do that. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Without question. But it, Without right, question. it does suck that that the very next year they have all these injuries and now the future looks pretty yeah. grim. Yeah. It does. But and the future was always going to look bad starting next season. Yes. But that future came real quick. It sure um, did. Should they trade Cooper Cup? What are you going to get for him? Whatever you can get from Kansas City. So for Kansas City, I, I almost – you mentioned it earlier, and you're right. Like the, that third-round pick is essentially, you know, uh, a fourth – whatever. It's it's going to be yeah. super late. So, like, I mean, we saw Devontae Adams go for multiple firsts, right? We saw mm-hmm. um, A.J. Brown get traded for a first. I mean – Hollywood Brown Hollywood for a Brown first. traded for a first. I feel like Cup should be worth, like in that he should be in that uh, Devonte Adams equation of multiple really early picks, and if so, maybe you do that. But I don't know. I mean, he, you know, how old is Cooper Cup at this point? Twenty nine. Okay, so he's. I don't know. It's a great question. Um, I mean, I would think that yeah, it would be smart to trade him. Uh, while you can still get multiple firsts or a first and a second kind of thing. But, you know, if you do that, do you lose Aaron Donald? Do you lose, do you lose the older players who are coming? I don't know. I don't know. That's not, there's no good answer to that one. What pick do the Ravens have? 23rd, 22nd. Yeah, I think, yeah, something like that. What do you take that if you're the, if you're the Rams? I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's close. Yeah, it's close. It I mean, I would want yeah. more, but yeah. only because the market has, you know, other teams have gotten more yeah. for similar production type players. I don't know. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Um, also, I'm calling a, a programming audible here because our initial segment went a little long. So we're going to do just the NFC West today. Um, and it'll be back later with the AFC West. So, um, sorry, AFC West fans. Um, I mean, Suck especially, yeah, I mean, especially sorry if you're a fan of anybody but Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because it was it was rough one way or another if you weren't Kansas City this year. Um, yeah, lots of ways. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I would say it was worth it for the Rams. And yes, I would say I'm I would retract be the- my statement. The AFC fan- West fans are not losers. We know one who's not. Who's that? <laughs> Jacob? shout out to jake um who is definitely hashtag not a loser um and and jake is one of a few people that i will confidently say is a much better no limit holding player than i am well as a chargers fan myself i feel bad uh i like the chargers for some reason i just do maybe it's the powder blue i don't know um, I've always liked their jerseys and, and I like that team. Uh, I feel bad that they're doing what they're doing, uh, burning these free years with Justin Herbert. Cause at some point in time, it's going to get expensive. 
Uh, yes, and that some point in time is coming up is coming up soon. But hey, when you have the opportunity to blow a twenty seven point lead in the playoffs to Jacksonville, you got to take it. Um, uh, hey, it is what it is. Ben says Joe Rogan does three hour podcasts. What's your problem? <laughs> well, yeah. a couple differences. One, we don't well, there's make things one up. Giant difference. Yes, yeah. There's one giant difference. One, we don't make things up. Uh, well, I, <laughs> Hey, I okay. can make up shit for, for all kinds of money, whatever. We could. I'm just saying that is definitely where like the conspiracy theory crazy nonsense sort of sort of goes to and comes from and all that. So um I'm not saying everything he says is made up, but this I think there's not a bunch of conspiracy theories over there. Um the second and major major difference uh is that Joe Rogan has to talk a lot because he's not that talented, so he's got word garbage. But Scott and I, we have something interesting to say. So we're quick. We're to the point. We're brief when we get there. I don't think I have anything interesting to say. So you can talk for yourself. The big difference to me is he's making a ton of money. And like, if somebody was paying you millions of dollars a year, would you talk for three hours a day? Hell yeah. Yeah, I could. I could. I Don't get me wrong. I could talk about something for three hours a day. I could. I could make you it work. Talk about multiple things for three hours a day. I could talk about Rams third round pick Logan Bruss guard out of Wisconsin for three hours a day for six straight months. If so, he's paying me millions of dollars. I would Lord. find a way. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, oh, hang on. Do I want? To, yeah. So speaking of conspiracy theories, because this is sports, we'll get back to this in a second. I had a coworker today tell me that he believes. Kobe Bryant was murdered. Have you heard this before? No. Chat, have any of has anybody in the chat heard this heard this conspiracy theory yet? Does it have legs? Uh, of course not. <laughs> um why does he like, think it? I, I, I don't know. And this is an otherwise like smart, reasonable like person. So this is sort of out of the blue, and I've been thinking about it all day long. Like, I don't like okay, they so we have to we have to knock off the nonsense about smart, reasonable people not being susceptible to conspiracy theories because we're walking around lots of smart people who believe all kinds of things. Yes, and but the thing is, conspiracy theories. Like Davis Maddock was saying this on another podcast. Conspiracy theories used to be like, oh, you know, the government has proof of aliens that they're not telling you. Yeah, but Very now what? One man, come on. Yeah, yeah, but now conspiracy theories are like. Joe Biden wants to eat your children. Yes. <laughs> right. They've yeah. gone so far off the deep end that to me, it's like smart, reasonable, shouldn't want to be in with the conspiracy theories. But yeah. this one, like they flew a helicopter into the mountains and dense cloud cover and had and crashed. Like it's not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's no, not. That's something that could happen. And. It yeah, and it's such a tragedy. Like, you know, I, I was just really taken back by this. I was like, "Is this one that I just haven't heard?" But you know, uh, people like when you hear things like that, you got to step back and be like, "Is this?" I almost is this... feel like even talking about it is is uh, nonsense because it gives it air. Well, yeah, but the thing is, like, this one was just so nonsensical. Like, clearly, we're not like, could this be a, a whatever? Yeah, yeah. Um, Alex asked, "What's what's the one conspiracy theory that might be true?" So it's funny. 
there are a few that have over time proven to be true, like COINTELPRO, a few things like that. Um, and I would I would imagine a lot of the like government hiding information stuff. I bet there's some truth to that. I would not doubt if there's evidence of aliens. I'm not saying there is, but like if it came out, I'd be like, yeah, reasonable, right? Um, yeah. I was if it turned out that the government was like or governments were like making scientific breakthroughs but withholding them until they thought the populace or business was ready for them. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, they actually do have a cold fusion reactor or whatever. But they're like, oh, if we put this out there with the general patents, Elon Musk is going to turn to a nuclear weapon like a Bond villain. You know, like I could see um something something like that. But some shadowy cabal wanted to murder a retired NBA player and like five other people. You know what I mean? Like it's just so you've heard the Michael Jordan uh story about his father, right? Like, is that a conspiracy theory? Possibly. For reasons that you know, like he had to go play baseball because because of stuff that was going on with stuff in the NBA. Yes, that would definitely be a, a conspiracy theory. I've heard like he, people talk about that all the time, like as if that's a true thing, and it's like right. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Alex saying Colin Kaepernick being conspired against by all NFL owners. No, they settled that lawsuit. I don't think that's a conspiracy theory anymore. No, that's a fact. <laughs> yeah, they paid him $25 million. Um, <laughs> ben says, I think it's the Justin Trudeau is the son of Castro conspiracy theory. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't hold it against them. Oh, my God. My, one of my friends talks about that all the time, and I want to reach the phone and strangle him. <laughs> oh I've never actually heard that one before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I do kind of like Donald Trump's conspiracy theory that Ted Cruz's dad murdered JFK. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's not true, obviously, but just he says, like, on a debate stage, and Ted Cruz just rolls over. Boy, did he ever. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't know how I would react if I was on a presidential debate stage and an opponent accused Don of murdering JFK, but I don't think I'd just roll over and take it. <laughs> no, but you'd almost think it was so ridiculous that it wouldn't that it doesn't require any sort of like coming out of his mouth, it's like it's so ridiculous it doesn't require <laughs> you don't need to respond to it. You know what I mean? Um it's crazy. Yes, but not responding to it's different than supporting the man for president. Totally different. <laughs> After yeah. you lose, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did, didn't he call Ted Cruz's wife ugly too? He did, and it, oh like, my god, dude! Like, I mean, wow. Yeah, yeah. I would. Um. Yeah, I would. I would be unhappy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I, I would. I would have something to say. Yep. I probably wouldn't vote for the man for president. We live in amazing times. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what other conspiracy theories could be true. This is not a conspiracy theory, but the Rams really screwed up the draft last year. Um, so I get the draft up on screen here. Logan Bruss, Kobe Durant, Kyron Williams, Quentin Lake, Darian Kendrick, Daniel Hardy, Russ Yeast, who cannot be a real player, and Al yeah, Curry. That's, 
That's a fictional name. Jacoby Durant is a freaky athlete, like crazy athlete. He was one of the players I was hoping the Lions would take late, like in that range. Like that's a guy that you gamble on uh, in rounds four or five range just because of because there are only so many people on the planet as you know who like he I mean he's he's not like a huge guy but you know he, he was big enough and I mean crazy athletic and it, so that's it. I mean I think that was a good pick for where they got him and um, so he's a bit of a developmental guy might show up here in a yeah. couple years or whatever yeah I mean it's he's he was super raw I mean it's not like he was in the the ACC or the SEC or the Big 10 or anything but mm-hmm. like that's the player that you gamble on just because you know, big, bigger corner who can run and move the way he does. It's rare. Yeah. He's it's uh, worth, it's worth the, the flyer at that point in the draft. South Carolina state. That would be the university of Robert Porsche, right? I think you're right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Kyron Williams was a good college running back, but I don't know that he was ever more than a bit of a, just a guy. He's guy. too slow. Yeah. Yeah, not enough traits, kind of, but you know, productive yeah. at Notre Dame. Yeah, and I think he's gonna get he's gonna get a chance this year. But yeah, mm-mm. yeah. All right, second place team in the NFC West. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I have a for the logo here. I have a T-shirt that says "They wrote me off." I ain't right back though. Oh, uh, which is. That's just such a great quote because it actually doesn't make any sense, but you know exactly what he means. Yes. Yeah. Like if you like they wrote me off, I ain't right back though. Well, they didn't write to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, they wrote you off. But it doesn't matter. You know exactly what Geno Smith meant. We, t- we took it personal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, yeah, it's just one of those great things. It it makes no sense and it makes perfect sense all at the same time. Yeah. Uh, the Seahawks go nine and eight, second in the NFC West. They lost to San Francisco in the wild card round. Vegas win total was five. Cleve had them winning six games. However, Scott, you and I have to oh, eat the I whole pot here. I listened. Like two wins, three wins. I, I listened to the preview. Yeah. Here are some things that you and I said during oh, no. the NFC West preview about Seattle. Oh, boy. We said Pete Carroll is a bad coach. Yep. Won't make it past the Monday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I said the Seahawks are a mortal lock to be picking first overall. Yep, they're picking fifth. You're close. We said it doesn't have if anything a, to do with their pick. <laughs> that if a team comes out of the draft with Geno Smith, excuse me, Geno Smith and Drew Lock as their quarterbacks, they basically tanking the season. Yeah, and we said that their draft class this year was terrible given the context of their team. Not their specific picks, but the context of the team. It was a terrible draft class. It it wasn't because they did not take a quarterback or I wonder it's what be, I'm, it's because they set themselves up to be a run heavy team when they're split with their garbage. Yes. Right. And the um, two ta- yeah, tackles. Yeah. Yes. Two so protecting tackles. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get to their draft picks because you did. You actually were out in front on something that I want to give you credit for when we get there. Um, but you and I, we buried this team. Yeah. How I remember this. I is mean, a, their performance is the most surprising thing in the entire NFL to, for me. Last yes. Year. Yes. Um, 
I mean, we we really did go in on them, and so we just have to own it now. Like, yeah. this is the thing. I think it'll be interesting if we were more wrong about them or if Cleve is more wrong about San Francisco, which we'll get to here. We were so off base. I mean, they opened this, and the thing is, too, they opened the season with a home loss to Atlanta. Of all teams, yeah. 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 Um, week two, though, they were able to take full advantage of Aaron Glenn and get back on track with a 48-45 win at Detroit. I remember that game. Yes. Now, at the time, I wanted Aaron Glenn to be fired because he let Geno Smith throw for five touchdowns on him. Yeah, and didn't they didn't they uh, not get, like, a defensive stop for two-plus quarters, something like yes. that, where it was just like – or was it no punts or something, something nuts? Yeah, it was – um. Uh, ridiculous. Now, yeah. Geno Smith did. Uh, oh, apparently Javon Hargrave also went to South Carolina State. So yeah, they can produce some talent. Remember, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. another thing we crushed them for, and man, this was rough to actually go back and listen to because I don't mind being wrong. I say so much stuff, I'm going to be wrong a lot. We destroyed Seattle for the Russell Wilson trade. Did we? Yes, we were like, man, they got fleeced. They got absolutely nothing in return. They got some picks, but they got these garbage players. They had a yeah, quarterback. I remember not liking the players. I remember that, but the picks yeah. were. Yeah. Um, we were like, how are you going to just give up? Like, what are you doing now? You must be punting the season. I mean, we really yeah. went in on them. Um, we were very wrong. Yes, and the Seahawks got by far the better of that trade. They got rid of Russell Wilson. They got Noah Fant and some other players, including Drew Locke. And then they got the number nine pick this year and the number 41 pick. And we're going to get to who those picks were. Um, Geno Smith made the Pro Bowl one comeback player of the year. Don't they have the fifth pick this coming draft too? Yes. Yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. good. Yep. Um, yeah. Made the playoffs after Dave and Scott both predicted they would be picking first overall. <laughs> yeah. Things happen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ben saying that we undervalued the South says we undervalued Kenneth Walker. Uh, not true. Um, you may have. I, I, I do. Did I? I didn't say anything negative. No, we, we, neither of us undervalued Kenneth Walker as a prospect necessarily. Now, remember, he was hurt to start the year. Yeah, so he's going to yeah. miss a few games to start the year. Yeah. And he's a running back on a shitty team, which is that yeah. where you want your talent to be if you're trying to get better. Um, yeah, but Pete Carroll loves to run the ball, so yes. Yeah. Um. Cap room, $30 million to start the offseason. Pretty good. Yep. Um, draft capital, the fifth and 20th overall this year, five total in the top 100. Yep. If they get a repeat from Geno Smith this year, this team could win 12 games. Well, I cannot believe this. Like a bridge quarterback. Um, yep. Almost like uh almost like we're seeing a middle a, a middle tier of quarterback contracts show up, which is good and it'll be very important. But you know, we'll yeah. see how that holds up. Yep. Uh so what do they do at QB? Sign Geno Smith to a three year, one hundred five million dollar deal. Do they take a quarterback at number five overall anyway? They could because I think that's the contract with for Smith is structured that they can be out after two years. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the worst uh, idea to take a quarterback and let him sit for a little bit of time. I don't know. Yep. Uh, I think there's a real risk that they're going to take a uh, 
quarterback. Although if they do, that will leave. Well, no, Depends they'd have on to take the fourth quarterback. Yeah. 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 But if three is Will Anderson, four goes Richardson, they'd have to take Levis at five. They don't do that. I don't think so. No. Um. All right. Now to their draft class. Holy shit. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. So they got the ninth overall pick in the Russell Wilson trade. They used it on Charles Cross. You said in the preview that Charles Cross is, quote, a very good tackle, which turned mm-hmm. out to be an understatement. Yeah, he was the most NFL-ready tackle. Yeah. Do you think he's got an uh, exceptional ceiling? Like, could this guy be Trent Williams in a couple of years? No. Or is he just ready to play? I think he's just – he's a good player. I don't – Trent Williams is that – uh, that f- the physicality that he across doesn't play that he's more of a, a finesse, okay, pass protector type, which was yeah. sort of the confusion in the pick because Pete Carroll loves physically dominant players. Cross is not that, no, he's a very good player, though. Yes, he's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, 13 year starter, just yeah, he'll play for a very, yes, yeah, very good player. Yep. Uh, second round pick number 40, their original pick. They take Boye Mafe, defensive end out of Minnesota, athletic freak. I did not see him do very much this year, though. Yeah, I mean, again, you with those with that position, you bank on athletic traits, and he's got them. It'll, it, you know, it takes a little time. Yep. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens with uh, Minnesota did weird things with him. They dropped him off into coverage a lot, and it's just like, let him come forward. Wait, and, you mean PJ, PJ Fleck doesn't know how to get the most out of his talent? <laughs> yes. Yeah. News at 11. Um, with the second second pick of the second round, uh, pick number 41, the other pick they got in the Russell Wilson trade that year, Ken Walker the third, Michigan State, running back. Phenomenal prospect. Great yes. running back. Yes. Um, also, knocked for a couple things coming out of college. One being that he couldn't catch passes. Yeah. However, couldn't catch or was never thrown the ball are two different things. Correct. Because there are two people who I think we can confirm hate throwing the ball to running backs, Mel Tucker and Peyton Thorne. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So if you play running back at Michigan State, you're not catching passes. You are not. Correct. And so I think Ken Walker can catch passes. Yeah. He is. He is a very, very good uh, to borderline, really good running back. Yes. Uh, third round pick, pick 72, Abraham Lucas, offensive tackle, Washington State. Great pick. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> yeah. You, um, you drafted two starting tackles in one class. That's enough, yes. to be, that's enough to be a great class. Yes. Let alone uh, all these other names. Ben says, I predicted that Walker would make an immediate impact that Dave scoffed at that. No, I scoffed at the importance of it. I did scoff that he would. I always thought Ken Walker was a great was a great running back prospect, right? Um, yeah. I scoffed at the importance of him being good on a crappy team like this. Also, he was hurt for the first four weeks of the season. So immediate, but no, Walker is a prospect always. Fifth round pick, pick 153. Tariq Woolen, cornerback, UTSA. Scott, you called it. What you, did call, you didn't call him being defensive rookie of the year. You called it on the preview show with this list. You said Tariq Woolen was underdrafted. It was a very good uh, corner prospect who you thought would be a good corner for a long time. Yeah. 
Yeah. And if it wasn't for Sauce, he might have been rookie of the year. Yeah. 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 I mean, big can move. And, you know, I I think just look at where he plays, right? Like at Texas State Antonio, he's going to get knocked. Yep. But big dude who can move and shows lots of really interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. and he is going to be very good. Also, he went on a podcast and called Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson a sack of potatoes. Um, <laughs> good for him. <laughs> which I don't normally like to get into like the, the uh, I don't know, attacks like that, people's looks or whatever. But I feel like that's such an apt description. It should be brought up. Yeah, it's pretty accurate now that I think about it. Yes, which has led to folks on the internet referring to Russ as Russet Wilson. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, uh, this is for next week or a couple weeks or whatever. I think Russell Wilson's going to have a bounce back year this year. So I'm going to give him a little bit of grief now. But, uh, yeah, him calling him a sack of potatoes was pretty, was pretty strong. At the end of the draft, Tyreek Smith, Bo Melton, and Derek Young, all three of which played. And uh, Derek Young actually played quite a bit when they had some injuries. Yeah. What did Melton do? Not much. He's a kick returner. Yeah. Well, that that one. means that means that we now have the champions of the NFC West as we wrap up here. The <laughs> a picture of the a picture of the quarterback room. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This would be the San Francisco 49ers, three guys all in hospital beds. Twenty twenty one, the Eagles or the Eagles, um, the 49ers go thirteen and four, first thing NFC West. They lost the NFC title game to the Eagles with zero quarterbacks. The 2022 Vegas win total was 10. So clearly they smashed the Vegas line. Cleve said four. Oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, no, to be fair, I did call Cleve out on this at the time. Yeah. When he said what, that they were How did he defend games. it? What did he say? He said Trey Lance was going to be terrible. Oh, okay. I mean, which I guess we, we won't know until this year. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Cleve said, Cleve said four, four wins, um, 2022 season. So Trey Lance, Trey Lance started a couple games, broke his foot, missed the rest of the year. Jimmy G started for a few games, broke his foot and missed the rest of the year. Brock Purdy took over, won seven games in a row while leading San Francisco to the NFC title game where he broke his whole elbow and missed the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. That all happened. And in amongst all of that, the 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey in the middle of the season, and we thought it was a bit odd at the time making that trade. Not that he's obviously not a great player, but because they're so efficient rushing the ball, they could rush with anybody. Why are you trading for him? Uh, But it worked out great. We were wrong. He's awesome. Yep, and he's a perfect fit. Yeah. Um, He had a game where he scored a touchdown three different ways. Like his second game there, he rushed, rushed, ran, and rushed, pass, and caught a touchdown. Pass a touchdown, threw a touchdown. <laughs> Me feel English. That's impossible. <laughs> um, impossible. Nice. <laughs> uh, shout out to Ralph Wiggum. Cap room, $10 million. They're actually under the cap. Yeah. To start the offseason. Uh, they're not anymore because they signed Javon Hargrave to an $84 yeah. million deal. But to start, they wear draft capital, though. No picks in the first two rounds. They have three compensatory picks at the end of round three. Yeah. Literally picks like 104, 105, 106. Yep. Yep. Trey Lance will almost 
What was Jimmy a was Jimmy a free agent or did they get any? Did was he just free to sign with Vegas? Yes, he was a free agent. Okay, okay. Um, Trey Lance will almost assuredly be the starting quarterback in Week One, but then, but when will Purdy be healthy and will Purdy challenge him right away? I don't know, and I don't know. Um, my guess is. So Purdy just had that surgery, and I think he'll I think he'll be ready for possibly the end of training camp kind of range. Um if Lance does what they drafted him to do, I don't think Purdy's a threat. Agreed. Um, but I do think that there are elements of if he if he just hasn't taken steps as a player uh in processing and and you know all the stuff. Uh, all the, the the things that he needs to do to make that offense go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people are going to be screaming for Brock Purdy just because of what happened in his rookie season. But there's a reason they drafted Lance as early as they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, very talented player. Yes, and uh, I don't think he'll be giving this job back again because the team is so good. Yeah, you know that's what makes it hard. They could, they've seen this. They could have not great quarterback play and win eight, nine, 10 games. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Uh, the next question for them is how do they overtake Philadelphia when the Eagles have such a clear advantage at the QB position? Now, one thing they did was they signed a t- defensive tackle, Javon Hargrave, from the Eagles. Yep. That's one way to do it. Yeah. But still, the Eagles have a better. The Eagles have an equivalent roster, but are far superior at the quarterback position. Yes, at this point, yes. Now, if Trey Lance does what we, what you and I think he can do, he'll mitigate some of that. Trey Lance could hit a 80th percentile outcome for him and not touch Jalen Hurts. And the reason is that Jalen Hurts isn't done improving. Jalen Hurts will be better next year. That's true. Yeah, like we're not we haven't seen the peak of Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is going to be even better. But I think I think the 49ers roster overall is better than the Eagles roster right now. Take away the quarterback. I think it's better. It's close, maybe. It's but it's close. Like um that 49ers defensive line is something. It is. Um who else? Obviously, the running back position. Christian McCaffrey is better than Rashad Penny. Yep. <laughs> um, so there's yep. that. Wide receiver one, though, the Eagles got him because A.J. Brown's better than Debo. Devontae Smith is better than Ayuk. But not like a ton better. Like, yeah. The, the 49ers are talented. I, yes. I mean, I think, and Kittle's know, better than Goddard. A little bit. Much better blocker. Yeah. Eh, yeah. George, blocker. George, George Kittle is. A George Kittle's the best tight end in the game. Best okay. tight end. Like there are other pass catching ones. Yeah. And there's some like actual like only blocking ones. Yeah. But George Kittle is the best just all the wrapped up. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, I agree with you. I would take the 49ers rest of the roster, but not so much so that I would trade it. I'd rather have Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be that's going to be tough for them. All right, quickly here as we wrap up the um, draft last year, the 49ers had no first round picks again because they traded up to get Trey Lance two years ago. 
Um, second round pick, Drake Jackson out of USC. I don't recall seeing him much. I don't recall seeing him much either, but he was talked about as a first round type of player last year in the draft. He was. So for yeah. him to fall that far, I thought they got a really good value from for him. But yeah. looking at these other names, like uh, maybe Tyrion Davis-Price works it out, but it's not no. great when you're drafted in round three and, you, and you're looking at Christian McCaffrey in front of you. That's not good. Kyle Shanahan loves to draft round three running backs and never play them. Joe Williams, Trey Sermon, TDP here. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he, he does he's not gonna care. he's going to draft another one this year, the, the dude from Pittsburgh. I can't say his, it's Israel Abakananda, I think is his name. Holy I th- Lord. I think it's Abinaconda, but that, that, but that uh, could be wrong. Um, a rocket ship. Like, he is a 4-3 outside wide zone running back. If he goes to San Francisco, load him up in your dynasty leagues because, whoo, yeah. Well, that'll be interesting to watch out for on uh, day three of the draft. Maybe day two, maybe late day two. Yeah, I'd say um, round three, four range is good. Uh, however, seventh pick, 262 overall, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, pretty solid pick. Yeah. That worked out. Yes. <laughs> That was a that was a good one. Um, all right, so that's the NFC West uh, division review. So conspiracy theory talk in there, uh, <laughs> which was unexpected, but but there we are. Backs. It was great. This was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> conspiracy theories like David Montgomery is good. You know, oh here, man, <laughs> things things like that. Um, so once again, it's political football. We are part of the Maddie S Media Network. Go to MaddieSMedia.com. Uh, find other great podcasts there. Our third co-host, Cleve, has a show called The Manual uh, on there. That's that's fantastic. We also got merch on there. If you want to get political football merch, you can find it um, at MediaSmedia.com. Scott, any final words? Nope. We're good. All right. We will be back next week, most likely. We're doing the AFC West uh, review. And hopefully we have news. Rodgers is official to the Jets or Lamar is official to the Lions or somewhere somewhere hopefully next week we have some more some more news on that but afc west uh at at a minimum uh scott listeners peace see you guys